calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Welcome back, Quest fans, for more thrilling action from the League of Ultimate Questing. In current League news, the search continues for the missing team, the Mortal Dawn. Daxton's death machine may be moving from novice to hero once the League reviews their trial application. And the Green Flame Ascending can go to hell, thanks to recent expansion in the Nexus Enterprise's extra-planar outreach. This could be huge for future seasons of the League of Ultimate Questing. Right, Storm? Oh, oh yeah, hell yeah. Um, but uh, back to what you were talking about earlier, I mean, look, the jump from novice to hero is a five-tier cakewalk, Kip. All you need is a few quests under your belt, a few devoted fans, and of course, to pass the trial of ascension. Uh, but not to say it isn't a feather in your cap or nothing, I mean, these kids have proven that they've got what it takes. But I mean, ascending to champion is harder than climbing a grease ladder with your hands in your ass. Right you are, Storm! The Trial of Ascension is another one of the League's ever-changing challenges designed to push heroes to their limit and show how strong the teamwork really is. Find out more about the League, the teams, and the tests involved in Behind the Shield on LUQ2. Brought to you by the Nexus Enterprise. So the Mortal Dawn cut a deal with the Sverf Neblin of a mining community to find their way back to the surface in exchange for doing battle with a couple of large beasts that had been hunting their people. The elder of the village, Vion Voss, healed them to full and sent them off with three guides. And when we last left our heroes, they had just entered a cavity filled with stalagmites and stalactites and the bones of dozens of dead Sverf Neblin that had been harvested, blood smears on the walls as huge beasts began to loom in the shadows and the darkness, and Morty enters a low, <sighs> intense in anticipation. As I'm going to have everyone, roll me an initiative, please. Cool. <laughs> okay. What did Arvid get? 18. 18? With all those dice, you only got an 18? <laughs> I'm sorry, actually, uh, I can't, sorry. Um, Do you want to apologize again? 19. 19? Understood. All right. How about Harithax? Uh, 16. 16. Mm, killing it. Artyom? I'm coming in hard with a big seven. Okay. Uh, Christ? I also rolled a 16. And who has a higher dex bonus? Probably Christ. Probably Christ. I only have plus one. I have plus two. Very good. The initiative begins as you guys see these massive claws coming in from two different caved-in openings. Massive hooked carapist fingers as looming shapes begin to enter the cavity. 
Arvid, you are up first. Morty is at your heels. Can I see, I mean, where are they, where are they at? Of course. Uh, basically the two openings. The opening on that side and that side are where they are emerging. So I can't reach them even at full movement. Come on, Morty. Let's get them. And we'll just go either direction, I guess. We'll go this way. Yeah. How would you feel about designating you as north, me as south, and then we can start using that as terms to help the podcast audience understand their directions? Only if we reverse it so that you are north and I am south, because <laughs> I'm going to say it more than anyone else. That is 100% okay. And I will mix it up. All right. And uh, I'm going to square up because I'm thinking about doing a full charge as soon as I see them. Okay. Do you want to hold that action? <gasps> yeah, that's what I want to do. Only if they get adjacent to you will you be able to make an attack, because you can't technically move and attack as a reaction. Mm. Or you can double move and get up closer. I'm afraid of raging. That's okay. That would explain why you've been so apprehensive about it. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a big commitment. <laughs> it is. What if I rage and I lose it? What if, it, what if I... Um, well, that's the idea know. of raging, is what to if, lose it. What Prematurely. If, what if you can't keep it up? Yeah. <laughs> they need some Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the product um so that's fine it's a bonus action so you can wait till the next turn and go for it okay yeah yeah that's totally fine so that makes it chris's turn so before arvid and morty run off i i will whisper i i'll try to cover your back and chris will move northwest to this little s- wonderful purple structure and uh ready uh frostbite twinned if needed Okay, well, you can't ready a twinning, but um, you can move 30 feet or double move if you want to use your whole turn. I can get to this one in one move, right? All right, uh, so you were there, and you are holding a frostbite. frostbite for when you see an enemy? Yes. And what's the range on frostbite real quick? Ooh, that is a good question. I think it's 60. But it I is won't. 60 feet. Okay. Got it. Very good. Um, that makes it Harithax. So there's one coming from this eastern gap in the wall, right? It sounds like that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, looking at the the way that we're currently situated, the poor Swerfneblin are um, very exposed. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use my action to invoke my armor of shadows. Okay. Uh, and you guys notice this as, as Harithax is getting more powerful, their shadows are getting more defined. So rather than just kind of nebulous wisps surrounding Harithax, they harden almost into like plates and they look like a layer of like thick scale over the top of Harithax's already black scales. Mm. I'm going to move to here. That's delicious. Yeah, so just, just about 10 feet forward so that I'm between this Firth Neblin and the emerging creature. After moving, I take my quarterstaff and I invoke Shillelagh. Very good. Uh, so it, it sort of twists with white roots and power, which kind of echo the, the root on my chest, which kind of flares and twists. Both bold and delicious sounding for the flavors. Um, yeah, so there's these like huge like shadowy plates that are now like surrounding you with this white root growing out of your chest, just like gleaming in the darkness yeah, with the, your staff. The root kind of ties all the plates together to make them look like they're attached to one another. That's a nice visual. And I sort of position myself and wait because that's an action and a bonus action and some movement correct and that will make it the enemy's turn uh, i'm going to start by controlling the swerf netherland and they're going to run to hide do they make weird sounds as they run and hide <laughs> <laughs> thank you i really needed that i can't wait for the laws dm soundboard to come out with the animal noises and then these large hulking insectoids enter the cavern um they stand probably nine feet tall at the shoulder with big bulbous insect eyes and huge almost gorilla-like arms that hang down covered in thick muscle and plate their fingernails are long curved hooks 
uh, easily capable of rending solid stone. As you see, as they press in, they literally just tear a chunk of the wall out as they come along with them. But you can see that the two of them um, that seem like maybe like a mated pair of some kind, while they have these large fractal insect eyes, they seem to be gouged out of their heads, completely blind. But they seem to be moving and sensing things with some sort of otherworldly awareness of what's around them. They have these antennas on their heads that sort of shift left and right, and they are clearly aware that there are creatures in this cavern and where to find them. So they do enter the cavern and start lumbering forward on all fours very beastly and you wouldn't be aware of this but most creatures like this would have huge mandibles like the miniature shows these ones do not these ones have strange sharp insect mouths uh right under their gouged out eyes and they're both going to move forward and very viciously attack harvard uh harvard harvard i was going to say harathax first but does uh, my frostbite go off before yes it does thank you the one that's in range is either so you can make your choice uh i would like to twin them and uh, not as a reaction unfortunately oh okay i learned something new today maybe i don't know the sorcery spell points that way maybe you could uh is the you know what for now i'll say you can because i don't actually think there's a rule that i could think of that would say you can't as far as action as economy so for now we will and if we're wrong then we'll fix it later okay Afraid and frightened, Chris is going to use one of his hands to hold the other, the one with the diamond steady and unleash a twinned frostbite. Very cool. Um, They're both going to make a saving throw against that. What's the DC? I'm sorry. My spell save DC, I believe, is 14. I believe it is, too. And what kind of save are they making? Constitution? It is a constitution saving throw. Yep. So take the sorcery point away, and this permafrost starts to form on the carapace of the two beasts. One of them immediately just flexes and shatters all of the ice that's trying to congeal on their muscle easily making the save but the other one it gets on their face and one of their claws is actually like covered in ice as it clings to their body unable to move very effectively and so one of them fails one succeeds uh the one that failed for the record is the one that's near harathax awesome um so they're going to make some attack checks this one's going to be at arvid and he's going to make two claw attacks that is a hit and a miss and you are going to take Pathetic. Six points of slashing damage. Can I attempt to argue that if I'm holding an action for until I see them, I think it should work. I think it should work it out. Why would I just stand there until they got up to me? Yeah. You don't get the charge, though. That's not okay. part of how, but okay. you can definitely make just an attack. Just make a regular attack. Okay. Sure. So I'm going to I'm gonna finish their go, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you, you will have a free swing on the one that approached you. Um, and the one on Harathax is also going to make two claw attacks. Um, the first one is at disadvantage because of the frostbite. Um, so the first one is coming at you with an 11. That will miss. Actually, it's a 12. We'll still miss. Okay. I just had to make sure I knew my numbers because I'll be rolling them a lot. And the second one is an 18. Does hit. You take 12 points of slashing damage. Ow. That's a much better roll. Much more of what they're capable of. And we haven't seen what happens when they hit with both of their claws yet, which is a lot of fun. Um, But as they get close, you can see that the eyes have just been completely cut out of their heads. And it seems to be the antenna that they're using to navigate themselves. But their awareness seems very high. And at that, the other one flexes its arm and shatters the glass and crystal that was forming on it from the frostbite. And they're now back to normal. As the sort of Nebulon hide and cower, like hugging the wall, whispering to themselves. And that brings us to Artyom. Wicked. I'm trying to think about what I wanted to do this whole turn. And I am just, I am stumped. So they're both currently beating the living hell out of people, which mm-hmm. is great. Awesome. That, and it's not me, which is even better. I could either try to nuke something or I can try to ready and prepare myself. I'm going to pull up my hand crossbow, mm-hmm. kiss the tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you. soon as I do, it starts kind of glowing and gleaming. Mm-hmm. I'm going to 
fire my crossbow, and as a bonus action, I'm going to hit him, uh, Hardithax, with Sanctuary. Cool. So as it flies past them, it's going to kind of like, the light's just going to shine down onto them, creating almost like a god ray. And then the arrow, let's see how that does. Very cool. Ah, great. That would be a... 13. No, it uh, just shatters against this thick carapace. You're thinking these things are very armored, um, but the sanctuary goes off regardless as you are washed in the light of this gleaming bolt fired. Um, and as it shatters, it just like rains down this kind of twinkly light that surrounds you and makes you somehow harder to hit. My armor of shadows completely absorbs all of the light, but my skin that's exposed shines, so it looks really weird. Looks like a, a very high-level World of Warcraft armor. Right, yeah. <laughs> or like it just has no texture loaded at all, so it's just completely black. And uh, we're going to give Arvid the swing that they were waiting on, because I forgot. Yay, thank you. <clears throat> I rolled 14 and plus 5? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, um, so that's 19. That hits. It's 2d6? It's 2d6. That's a d8 and a d10. Whoops. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, no, d6s are the classic casino dice. I'm cubes. so sorry. I actually don't see any d6s in her pile. Hey. That's six. And, and three. Three. At the end, I, like as this is happening, I'm just going to cry out, See, I told you to be careful! The briefest of slight chuckles from anybody would have been fine right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, gosh. That's good. Uh, so- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that is nine, nine damage to the beast as you cut into its thick armored hide with your greatsword. And even pulling it out is like you feel like you're hitting something wearing full plate right now. Um, and that'll bring us back to the top, which is, in fact, Arvid's turn. So you're kind of doubling up from your reaction. Okay, um, so now it is time to rage for sure. Very good. Absolutely. The time to rage has begun. <laughs> After just barely uh, schlucking out the sword. So I love that your sword makes a schluck sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just never cleans it. <laughs> Schlork. <laughs> just, just scabbard full of dry blood. <laughs> it's full of like cake residue and like random goods. Honey. It's, it's full of honey. His eyes go wide, realizing that this guy is a little more tough than he was expecting, so pulls his shoulders back and shouts out a roar as he goes into his rage. Is this going to be a normal attack or a reckless? This is a reckless attack. Sweet. Yeah. I like that. It's just, wait, is it just advantage? Yeah, I have advantage, yes, which is good because these things have very much armor class. That's, uh, uh, that is a, the other number. It's a hit. It's one less than the last time. (laughs) It's a hit for sure. It's well over 20. And this damage will be plus five. Wow. That's seven plus five is 12. Very good. All right. Ovid. Are you cutting out the math, the, <clears throat> the verbal math that I'm doing? Please do that. Make me seem smarter. I do as much as I can. <laughs> no, a little bit's fine. Everyone everyone listening plays D&D and knows how it works. Yeah, that math, that math checks out. Um, so just back-to-back huge arcing swings from your greatsword carve into this thing, and it actually staggers for a second, surprised to see something this powerful approaching it. Clearly, this is a a powerful top-of-the-food-chain creature in this realm, not used to having foes that can go toe-to-toe with it. Um, And at the end of your turn, Morty is going to dive forward and try to latch onto one of these things' massive legs. And he has advantage because he has pack tactics with Arvid because he love you. Aww. Um, he does not connect, unfortunately, but his teeth 
try to sink into the armored plates of the Umber Hulk and just gnawing and snarling, but this thing just kind of kicks him off. So he's still at the feet, like, messing it up and getting up in its grill, but it's not actually damaging it yet. Good boy, Morty. <laughs> um, next in the initiative is Crist. Um, so Crist kind of uh, is trying to take a second to look around, trying to analyze a little bit. He's wondering if these guys are also kind of sonic resonant. Uh, and if so, if he can somehow distract them by creating a fissure or whatever. Um, would you like to use one of your sonic spells to do that? Um, yes. Yes, I would. Oh, uh, yes. Because you have, what, both Shatter and Thunder Wave, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, I have Shatter, uh, but I have the Cantrip Thunderclap. Ah, I believe that it's used for things that are adjacent to you. Yes. Um, but if you want to move up to one, you can absolutely do it. And you think maybe it might be bad for them because they are somehow sensing with sonic energy. Got Thunderclap from a Storm Giant. <coughs> Ooh. Savage. <laughs> God damn it. Yes. <laughs> that fucking got me. God damn it. <laughs> Had to be done. Yeah. Had to be done. Um, yeah. I will run to the uh, Spire collection that is between the two. I wonder mm-hmm. if I can thunderclap there. You just need to be adjacent to one for it to work. So you want to be right there next to Arvid, so you, Arvid, and Morty are all in a line? Uh, Probably further in. I don't want to get sweeped. Uh, so they're going to make, well, the one that you're targeting is going to make a constitution saving throw. I'm going to give it disadvantage because this thing is blind and relies completely on its sonic awareness. Okay. So this being a thunder-based spell is going to be extra effective. Um, with disadvantage, I'm coming at a 9, so it's a fail. It is taking a 1d6, and I'm not reverberating, so no bonus. Understood. So go ahead and roll me that sweet damage. Come on, 6. Uh, it was a 4. Okay. And yeah, you see its antenna shoot straight up as this sonic clap hits it, and it rears for just a moment, confused and bewildered by this loud blast of energy. Um, that brings us to Harthax. Okay, so as the, the sort of artificial sunlight is like gleaming off of me. I'm going to kind of look around and Herthax doesn't have a huge understanding of divine magic. So I'm going to kind of look over my shoulder at Artyom and be like, Artyom, can I attack it right now? Uh, no. (laughs) I sort of pull some of the sunlight off and it shines in my little vial of holy water and I will cast bless on all of our peeps being myself, Artyom, Christ, and... Who am I missing? Arvid, right? Yeah. I didn't say Arvid yet. Okay. That's the team. Those five. Four. Sweet. I can math. <laughs> well, it would be five if you could do Morty, but that's not the case. I can't yet, not till third level. So yeah, I'll I'll keep the sanctuary up and cast Bless on the party and then kind of interpose myself between the Spurf Nebulon and the Umber Hulk. Absolutely. So that it can't just attack them instead of me. Very noble. Um, and that puts it at the enemy's turn. The Swerf Nebulon are going to start grouping together and like whispering to each other, like trying to figure out if there's anything they could do, but they're just too scared. Um, and that brings us to the Umber Hulks, as we will refer to them. And this one is currently quite mad at Arvid, and it's going to take all of its aggression out on you. Um, it does not have any penalties right now because it did not get messed up. It did get hit by that thunder, but that's it just had disadvantage. So this is two claw attacks coming at you with a 17 and a 21. Well, uh, that that is very good. Good job, guys. <laughs> they both hit. I like that you're congratulating the Umber Hulk. Like, hey, you did it. <laughs> and luckily you're raging, which will be half damage. So you're going to take a total of eight slashing damage. 
And as it hits with both claws, uh, that triggers its special attack. This is a breed of Umber Hulk that does not have huge crushing mandibles. It in fact has what now appears out of its mouth, which is a long bladed proboscis that shoots out of it and punctures you like a Capri Sun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's awful. We, we all know what it's like. Not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that is an 18 to hit you with the proboscis. What the heck? But halved? Um, yeah, that, that definitely works. And yes. then what is it? Uh, so the halved is 10 piercing oh. damage. You guys, I'm going to have to run soon. Mm. Not to interrupt the makeout session, but how are you doing over there, Arvid? Uh, uh, <coughs> okay. And uh, there's the sound of like three huge slorps as like chunks of Arvid suck through this thing into the thing's body. <sighs> oh, that's Ugh. gross. That would have been that would have been thirty six points of damage if the, if Arvid wasn't raging. Yeah, I rolled good. Go me. <laughs> Rendered almost any of us completely unconscious from full health. I, I think that would have just killed me. I, uh, yeah, I think up. it would have. Yeah, yeah actually, it would have. Yeah, <laughs> instant death for Chris. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be the one that's going to attempt to make a wisdom save to attack. Harithax. I wiggle my fingers at it and say, fail. I don't actually, but... Um, uh, it might have helped because I got a total of 11. So for this turn, it remains unable to interact with Harithax violently. Um, so it's just going to rip a huge chunk of wall out next to you and kind of topple the uh, Spurf Neblin with some debris. Um, just roaring and tearing into it. And its claws just seem to cut through stone like, like sweet hot knife through delicious pocket butter. <laughs> um, and speaking of pocket butter, that makes it Artyom's turn. Uh, Arvid, what, what's your health situation? What, what do you got? How much you You're got trying left? to meta. I have 13 hit points left. You have 13 hit points left. And how much? what's your max? 37. Okay. I love that I only have two less health than you. <laughs> You're a fucking barbarian. I'm just like... <laughs> I have 16 constitution. Clerics are thick, man. I'm, I'm a thick boy. He's uh, <laughs> half druid. Oh, yeah. That's that'll true. do it. That'll that's definitely true. do it. And don't forget you have hit points on the back burner. So I'm trying to think oh. of what would be besties for you. Because I could try to heal... And a bonus action. That's actually not a bad idea. Oh, thanks. You got this, right? And I just start running toward <laughs> my My eyes go wide like, what? <laughs> so the central pillars, so the mm-hmm. central spires, I'm going to get up close to that. Okay. Um, let's say about two steps behind and one to the your left of where uh, Arvid is. Could you slide RTM up towards that center pillar? Coolness, double fresh. So I'm going to throw a healing word over at Arvid. So basically, as I'm running, I'm going to extend my shield, which has like a a holy symbol on it. The sun starts to glow. I thrust it forward and the light kind of radiates outward, then kind of just arcs in and hits you in the back. And you just kind of feel this warm, soft glowiness Mm. all up inside of your business. Very good. Uh, Roll me that sweet healing damage. Will do. That is a 1d4 plus spellcasting ability modifier, yeah? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a five. Hey, that's not bad. For Arvid, that's technically 10. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is that how that works? Well, because you're raging, it, it seems like... No, you only heal five, but mechanically, when you get hit, it works like 10. I just mean healing barbarians while raging is very economical. Uh, don't get sucked out like that again. I <laughs> want to be able to do much. Uh, and then with my final move thing, I'm going to you know, kind of throw my shield at them to kind of mm-hmm. give them that boost, and then I'm going to whip up the hand crossbow and take a shot at that thing's stupid, stupid Sure. Per- I almost per-bust. picture you, like, leveling it on the shield. Just like- Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm just like, you're running forward. Wicked. Better. 17? Not quite. Really? I know. Wait, wait, wait. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You will definitely hit then. 
Yeah, and I had two more. 19. You got it. Jesus, 17. These things are beasts. Yes, they are. That's a 19. So that's a D6 plus my good dexterity. It's a fucking three. So uh, it's five. What? Okay. Hey, that's not bad. As it sticks into its neck. And since you're close, I'm going to have Artyom make me a perception check. This Wicked. is something you would probably see more than the others. Mm, not great. Uh, 14? That's pretty good. As you're aiming carefully, eyeing this thing for openings, you can see that where the eyes have been gouged out, it looks like it was done very surgically. And you can see that these things look somewhat like emaciated. Like you're starting to remember reading about these things growing up. You've never seen one. You didn't even know what they were called. But these ones are like sickly. Um, and at, at a quick glimmer, especially from the light coming from your shield, you notice that they're both... Uh, they have metal bands wrapped around their wrists, kind of tucked under the carapace where there were once chains attached. Bizjets. This is not so good. Y'all been asking about the League Modrons, and we heard you loud and clear. What do you got for us, Kip? Storm, this is the newest model of Pentadrone Enforcer, fresh off the production line from Ergo. I've been itching to see one of these absolute units in action, so stop with the foreplay and let's look under the hood. These robust models are equipped with five powerful radial multi-purpose appendages. They've got built-in high-potency teleportation capabilities, ensuring that they're where they need to be when they need to be. Powerful, dexterous limbs and top-of-the-line monitoring surveillance equipment. They can see through darkness, stone, magical interference, and even lies. Oh, yeah. These marvels of technology will ensure that the rules of the league get followed to the letter, and no unwanted dangers will befall the teams behind the scenes. Now look, this thing might look kind of goofy, I mean, with those huge metal, uh, what, flippers? But I mean, I bet those things can slap the ugly right off a swamp bag. And the older models, I mean, they look like my Aunt Bertha. A seven-foot-tall, five-faced force of nature shows up on an ounce of family dinner, unleashes pure carnage, and poof! Pulls a Dornish goodbye when it's time for the cleanup. Cleanup is the kind of job that's perfect for the Nexus Duo Drone Manager model, equipped with state-of-the-art built-in cleaning cable. Stop telling and start showing. I want to see this bad boy in action. I mean, can we boot this thing up? Storm, that's... Now, look, okay, whose feet do I have to rub to set this thing to puree? Hey, Mitch, get over here. Where's Storm, the damn switch? Storm, maybe we should... Now, come on, Kip, we got plenty of interns. We'll see, Storm. Stay tuned for more behind-the-scenes analysis after these words from our sponsors. Hey, Mindy, I'll race you home for a bowl of cereal. You'll never beat me. Three, two, one, go. Oh, no, we've been caught in a sticky web. Who could have done this? <laughs> it's Crunchy the Edder Cap. You're trying to stop us from getting to our delicious Edder Cap Crunch, aren't you? That's okay. We have plenty for everyone. Edder Cap Crunch, made from real corn, pure cane sugar, and of course, delicious gooey spider eggs. Part of a well-balanced breakfast. Check us out on the web. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello, my beautiful um, Dungeons and Dragons children, my, my beautiful dungeon babies. Um, this is Zach, the editor and technical wizard that is behind uh, League of Ultimate Questing. Um, I'm here to give you a couple of 
just tasty little shout outs for all of you out there who've just been so supportive of us in these early days. Uh, I want to thank Paul Elliott or at Ash underscore the giant uh, for acknowledging that we have in fact improved noticeably over the last God knows how long. Uh, I want to thank uh, at Champions RPG. You guys have been really interactive and super great. Um, I mean, honestly, there's just been so many like random uh, RPG folks that have been like in interacting with us that I really appreciate, like uh, uh, Penance RPG and uh, How We Roll podcast. Like, I mean, just lots of responses and interactions and stuff like that. That always make us really, 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 really happy. Also, uh, NorCal Mythos uh, at NorCal Mythos. You guys have been super fun to talk to. And uh, at Millman TV, thank you for giving us the idea for the Pride shirt. We are so happy to make that, and it, it just didn't even occur to us, despite the fact that the majority of us. <laughs> Are, are in some way or another uh, queer and uh, identify as pride individuals. So uh, thank you so much for that. Um, and as always, guys, if you if you want to give us support, if you want to get the get the word out, you know, tagging us at slap the dash or hashtag luq, just any of that stuff is unbelievably useful, and it just it just spreads the word like wildfire. You can we can even like see our numbers go up when it happens. Obviously, though, there is one group of people that I have left out of this so far, and that is Denmark. Thank you, Denmark, for being Denmark. At some point or another, I'm going to have to have some, um, uh, wow. What is the, uh, what's like a food? What, what, what did Danes eat? Somebody tell me what Danes eat. Cause I don't, I mean, I mean, according to Google, uh, I should try their sticked flask med persil slot, persil sobs, hog kartoffler. Somebody tell me what a kartoffler is. Anyway, I love you, Denmark. Keep doing what you're doing. And finally, I want to thank Andrew Pitt for giving us the amazing idea for Behind the Minstrel on last week's episode. Absolutely loved that ad idea, and we just had to go with it. Much appreciated. Anyway, if you guys have more ad ideas or anything else like that, feel free to tag us on Facebook, Twitter, or send an email to admin at slapdashstudios.com. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Are you one of the countless people struggling with bad memories? Do you experience troubling dreams that you wish you could forget? Do you have a fear of everyday life? Hi there, I'm Dr. Eli Lifford, and my new cutting-edge natural treatment plans are guaranteed to help clean away all of your fears and dark memories. Just listen to a few of my satisfied customers. I used to be sad, but now I am here. I don't remember what I was afraid of anymore. Also... Who am I? Oh, oh, excuse me. Another satisfied customer. Call today for your appointment with me, Dr. E. Lifford. Recovery never tasted so sweet. So Arvid has just suffered a terrible attack, and as the proboscis came out from his chest... Yeah, we'll say chest. Uh, it, it caused a visceral fear that, during his, his rage, has woken something up inside of him. He drops his blade and, shaking his head back and forth, and he begins to morph into a, a ram. See the, the, you know, back legs kick out front legs spring forward and he has wild shaped lovely into a ram yeah Woo. that takes an action Whoa. no it's a bonus action because you are <gasps> a circle of the moon druid 
Mm. Okay. Um, so the ram horns extend and grow as this shaggy fur comes from your head all the way down. And I, I don't have a ram miniature because they actually don't make a good large one, but you have the sick-ass Gorgon. Um, so we're going <laughs> to yeah, replace yeah, yeah. replace the Ooh. Arvid miniature with the the Gorgon. And uh, it is pretty, so we definitely have to take a picture. Is he actually large? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn, son. He's bigger than Morty now, right? That's wicked good. Same, same size. Morty's technically large size. And with a, a wicked bleat makes his... The <laughs> <laughs> most savage bleat. <laughs> what? What's the sound that goats make? <laughs> <laughs> That's a name? Okay. It's, a right. it's just one of those screaming goats. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the giant ram is a custom beast template for Arvid's totem spirit. Uh, what would you like to do as, as big horny Arvid? <laughs> um, yeah, well, since he's right up there, we'll just have him make a, an attack, try to like gore or I guess not gore, we've got curly horns. So he's just going to test his skull against the plating of the... Beast. I like it. And you can use Reckless in Wild Shape if you want. Nice. Whoa. And you're blessed. Fuck yes. Yeah. Do you want to do Reckless or just go with the bless? This is double fuck yeah good. This is amazing. <laughs> um, my feeling is that with or without advantage, he was hitting me, so I'm just going to go Reckless. Smart. A smart... And wait, do we add, is it me? Yeah, yep. so you pick the highest of the d20s and add the d4 to it. That's uh, 12 plus 6 to hit. Um, Did you add the 4? Plus the 4. Yeah, so that is easily enough to connect with this Umber Hulk with your massive goaty horns. 11. 11? Mm, yeah. I think. Uh, what's your ram damage? Uh, excuse me, Law. Ramage. Yes. Nine ten. <laughs> but you get it's ten on the dice, ten. but since you're raging you add a plus two. Oh. Um so Bird. that is in fact twelve damage. Whoa. As Whoa. you just you feel the carapace crack and spider web as your massive curled horns impact with it and your ears ring for just a moment at the impact. But this thing topples back for a moment, staggered by this. I'm actually gonna do some quick math so I know how many hit points it's lost. You know, in retrospect, when you asked me what to worry about, I probably should have said, uh, you know, Amber Hulks, but... Yeah, that would have been really helpful right about now. <laughs> um, this one has been battered a fair bit, indeed. And after you headbutt it, uh, Morty, for a moment, looks very confused at this change of his best friend, but immediately gets the sense, like, hmm, and goes into his pack tactics mode to snarly, snaggery chomp at the staggered Amber Hulk. Morty, he's not food now. Uh, I don't think that's a hit, unfortunately. I'm not rolling good as Morty. Yeah, that's not that's a 15. Um, so he's like up on its arm, like snarling, <laughs> but not actually causing physical damage. Just a horrible distraction. Moving along, we are at Crist, who is also adjacent to this beast, and having seen Arvid just do this amazing natural thing. Inspired by Arvid, uh, I think Crist will begin to reverberate and do a booming claw attack. Awesome. I like everything I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Um, so go ahead and make your clawed attack roll. Uh, you're going to take the d20. Um, you have It's your spellcasting bonus because you use charisma with your claw, which is now at plus six. Mm -hmm. And you add a d4 on top of that. All right. Ooh, okay. That is definitely enough. That is that is 18 just with those who die, plus, plus. six. Oh, yeah. So, um, so your claw deals a d6 plus four, I believe. Yes, a d6 plus four, and then the effect of booming blade. Oh, yes. 
Okay, so Booming Blade, basically I have to make this attack yeah. uh, and then on hit the target suffers the normal attack effects. It becomes sheathed in booming energy until the start of my next turn. If it willingly moves before then, it immediately takes 1d6 thunder damage and the spell ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that thunder damage increased by my reverberation? Oh, it sure is. Ooh, badass. Thank you. You're not sure if it will treat, retreat, but it's there. Yes. And it's a cantrip, so there's no reason not to do that on top of an attack. Yeah. At all. So let's see that sweet damage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so excited to do Booming Blade, I forgot I could even do damage. So, my bad. Uh, okay, that is uh, six damage from the claw attack. Very good. Uh, you cut cleanly through this carapace on the side of this thing, leaving kind of like a glowing scar behind from the shine of your magic hand blade. Um, and that will bring us to Hot Attacks. Okay. Um, I'm on my own fighting this giant umber hulky thing, which I think has taken it. it actually, I don't even know if it's taken damage. I saw a crossbow bolt shatter against it a little while ago, and I don't think anyone else has even heard it yet. It looks untouched. Uh, I'm going to vamp for a minute and just take the dodge action and be like, Ah. Nice. <laughs> and just you are making those sounds. Yes. Yeah. Haruthax is good. Got their quarter staff and is is doing some little kung fu action. Just it's very important to me that you were doing exactly that. Well, I know it's. I know. I know that it it, it tracks via sound. So I'm trying to distract it by throwing weird sounds at it. There you go. The real purpose of karate hops. Bad yeah. Ass. <laughs> You're just trying to embarrass it so badly that it's just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm just going to yeah, go. Just... <laughs> this is awful. Yeah. Um, and while it has not taken any damage, you've managed to hold it off very well. Um, so it is not getting to do much else because you're very hard to hit right now. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Very good. I cannot solo this thing. Yeah. That makes it their turn. I'm going to start with the one who is completely surrounded by all y'all fuckers. <laughs> so we are going to make a claw attack at Crist, who is now a threat to this beast. I was really worried that it had some kind of sweep attack and that it was going to hit everybody. So I was like, I'm going to be behind Arvin. <laughs> that is easily a hit. I got a total of 23 to hit you. Oh, uh, yep. That hits. Uh, oh, but they take four damage. Oh, awesome. I forgot about that and I love it. So that does hurt it. And as it does it, again, more of these spider webs of like crackling sonic energy shoot up its carapace arm. Uh, but you take nine slashing damage as oh. it impacts you with a claw, oh. nearly knocking you oh. onto your ass. When he does these, like, reverberations and stuff, do the crystals glow in the room? Ooh, I like that. Um, Yeah, there is some respondents to the residuum buried into the stone. Just, like, wherever Chris goes, they seem to reflect him. Mmm. That's so... That's wicked. Cool. And the other claw attack is going to go at Horny Arvid. I need to think of a (laughs) perfect name for Goat Arvid. I mean, Horny Arvid's good. (laughs) He's going for the horny boy. (laughs) Uh, coming at you with advantage, I will not forget because you reckless attacked. Doesn't matter. Uh, that is a total of 20 to hit. Well, good job. Again. I, I've done it again. <laughs> you. I should always have enemies that have a plus eight to hit. It's so easy. No. Um, <laughs> so you, in rage, uh, take a total of five slashing damage to goat form. Uh, so that is the end of that one's turn. This one's going to make a wisdom save to attempt to mess with you know, another 11. So it keeps looking at you and like clawing at you, but then like this light around it just like is keeping it at bay in this confusion. Like it's not sure what to make of this magical entity in front of it. I love that you're just this swirl of light and shadow. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That is the end of their turn. And you hear the sound of a really loud chiseling just filling the the cavern now. Just like chink, 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 chink. It's very sharp and very abrasive, but that makes it Artyom's turn. 
I'm going to get serious. Uh, I'm going to jump onto Arvid's back. Amazing. <laughs> I, for the record, I don't think the mini will stay there, but we mm. can certainly attempt it. <laughs> I do have sticky tack in my bag, so. Mm. Sorry about this. I, I pat you on the back as I do it. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, did you ask before you touched him? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Technically, technically. <laughs> Cool. And then as soon as I'm up there, I'm going, now that I've got a fucking vantage point, because until now there was just goat. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of goat. All the resonance that's glowing in the crystals and things like that, I'm just going to kind of like pull on it and then it gets brighter and brighter and they all form together in the, like almost like beams of it comes up, uh, like focuses into the sky, into like this ball of light. And then three rays of light just scorch into this, this Hulk that's right in front of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to hit it with all three of my fucking scorching rays. It's a dark side of the moon cover. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was thinking I was thinking Death Star Blast, but yeah, same. I'm I'm getting cues of all of those visuals. Yes, uh, nineteen for uh, that uh, is nineteen plus five. Excuse me. And well. these are technically blessed too. If you oh, sure. if you need it, mm-hmm. good call. Yeah, if I need it, uh, that one is definitely a miss. Okay, <laughs> and then the third one is a miss. Fucking lording shit bastard. Fuck. That was a string of expletives. All right. Yeah. All right, so that's... Uh, do I have my spellcasting modifier to that? No, nah, just the 2d6. Seven. Fucking lord. This uh, Umber Hulk looks very hurt now. Um, it is staggering back, and now the wounds that have been slammed into it and gouged across it with these crystalline blades are smoldering with this burning fire that just covered it. The other two, it just kind of peels off of its armor, but it is definitely in a very, very hard spot. Not doing well at all. Um, top of the round is Horny Boy Arvid. Okay, so um, Horny Arvid will do a caracal to move back away and make a charge directly for the other one. I love it. I genuinely love it. I also don't know what a caracal is, so thank you for teaching me something. It's uh, it's like um, fancy horse dancing, you know, when they do like weird... What? I love it. That's so smart. That's, so... Is I am I'm, I'm writing it. I was gonna say, is Artyom staying? <laughs> He's a on. large beast. I can okay. ride him. <laughs> yeah, Artyom goes with him. You volunteered your movement to be Arvid's yep. movement. Yep. Uh, so it will take its claw at you as you back away from it, and then you can totally make your charge attack at the uh, the other one. I miss. Ooh. Does an eleven hit the goat? Shit. Uh, no. No. Just barely. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Sweet. Wow. I roll dookie on that. So yeah, you prance backwards and its claws just kind of ricochet off your horns and go ahead and make that charge attack. This is this is some good shit. Um, so just make your normal ram attack. And if you hit, that triggers as well. It's a bonus. And it hits real hard. Then, yeah, so you add, you get 2d6 from the normal ram attack, and when you move at least 15 feet before making this attack, it deals an extra 2d6. Okay, so I'm We're doing 4d6 plus 5. Yikes. Damn. Yeah, this is a big one. Go, Arvid. <laughs> I got two ones, but it's still okay. It's, uh, it's yeah, 11 plus 5. Nice. So a huge 16 damage, and you're almost like bucked off of his back, Artyom, <laughs> at the impact as this massive goat slams into the other Umber Hulk. It has taken off guard because it has not been hit yet. And now Harithax is aware that this massive goat is next to him. Uh, and Morty's just going to try to go for that one. See if he hits. He doesn't have... Oh, he does have pack tactics because yeah. he's going to scoot over next to Chris, who he also yeah. is a big fan of. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Come on. Just... No. You not got us. Not a single Morty. attack from Morty. He only has a plus five. I'm sorry. Oh, Morty boy. <laughs> so I'm, try it. He's a surface creature. He just doesn't know how to fight these Aww. things. But he's had uh, advantage the whole time, oh, so wow. it's really bad. Oh, <laughs> Morty. I'm curious if... Arvid can turn into a big old Morty Papa. 
Oh, we talked about playing as pups. Um, that came up, hmm. and that makes it Chris' turn. Uh, I kind of I would like to do a like performance mm-hmm. to enhance what he did last turn, like as a like try to play up the light, even if I have to do like thunderclap or a spell, just like really play up that. That's that's yeah, the goal. No, that's okay. Having. What what kind of spell do you want to go for though? Uh, I don't I don't know. I was like thunderclap. I get like anything that makes sense, but I was like trying to use my natural resonance to amplify the light in the room so he gets advantage so it's like a weird flavor usually doesn't give advantage though unless it's like really fucking yeah. good and law's I, like All right, yeah. i got it i just liked what you did so it was like sure, how sure. can i like help play off of that yeah. yeah so chris feels the light as if it were like water or an ocean and he draws upon that and unleashes a twinned chromatic orb doing thunder damage so you're gonna make one attack at each of them Yes. Uh, the one you're adjacent to, you are going to have disadvantage because you're adjacent to it. If you want, you can back away before you do it, but he'll take a swing. Oh, he, he can't take a swing on you because he took one on Arvid already. Yes. So you so, can actually just back to where you can see them both and do the, the two-handed, Yes. the cowboy crystal blaster. I'm going to do like a weird, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a cowboy blast, like the wrong hand going to each side and just like, boom. Love it. Yes. The Wyatt Earp. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to burn a spell point because that's a level one and then burn a spell slot and... Yeah, go from yeah. there, and mm-hmm. it gets a bonus. And you get uh, bless on each of these, so make your d20 attack rolls towards each Umber Hulk. D20. Uh, do I have to choose with bless? Which it happens no, to you all get it on, rolls. You get it on both. Okay, cool. 3d8 plus 4 thunder damage if it hits. Okay. Yeah, you've got a plus 6 to hit. Plus 6 to hit. Oh, that is nice because uh, the first one I rolled a7 and then a bless of 4, so plus 6, so 11. 17. 17. 17 just misses. Just, oh, wait. Oh, can I use a bit of luck or is it too late to figure no, that out? No, you can use a bit of luck. That's what it's All right. For. Using a bit of luck to reroll a 20. Come on. No. Oh, deuce. That was worse. All right. But I still have an attack an, on the other one. I so. get an attack on the other one. So. You just got to roll above a seven. <gasps> no. Sorry. That I did not mean to do. Uh, I fail on both. <laughs> Well, you... I love that you should go full cowboy and then fuck it up. <laughs> I love it to death. It's you... very there's there's. Can we edit in a ricochet noise as they <laughs> as they just yeah. You just have, off of uh, Chris has a huge amount of sensory overload though, like all these crystals and all this light. You're trying to focus it and you pull in too much, and you literally just blast a cone. It doesn't even make it all the way there. It just mm-hmm. dissipates before it hits them. But there's just like smoke pouring out of the palms of your hands from this energy. And that makes it Harithax. I'm going to take a step back away from this thing. Now that I got some reinforcements, mm-hmm. uh, Harithax is going to be, thank God. And wisdom, take, wisdom save for... Yeah, take a step back. It needs a wisdom save to try and attack me. I have rolled three 11s in a row for this thing's wisdom save. That's right. amazing. So it it can't attack me. Uh, oh, but it has to make the attack against a different creature in range? Can it make an opportunity attack against someone who didn't move? No, not no. an opportunity okay, attack. Okay, cool. <laughs> I give it a middle finger. Uh, <laughs> I step away, and now that it's taken damage... Uh, that big old thundery blast that just went off, mm-hmm. that makes a big old bell echo as this just Ooh. reverby toll the dead blast the echoes through the party of all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, is loud as is loud as fuck. So that uh, that particular uh, Umber Hulk, the one that I've been dodger rooskying the whole time, needs to make a wisdom save. Eleven, a ten. Uh, it fails. <laughs> it fails that wisdom save, and it gets to take a d12 necrotic damage. That's 10. Ooh, Ooh heck yeah. Well yeah. done. So that nice. one's catching up real quick damage-wise from the two big hits it just took. Um, so this one's just going to attempt to attack Morty because he's right there. 
Um, thankfully, he misses with one of his attacks, or else he would fucking slap into him like a Slim Jim. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? He would just turn Morty into a Gogurt tube. No! <laughs> oh, buddy. Um, but Morty does take a good chunk of damage. And the other one is going to just double claw attack this big go. Actually, you're on top of it, so it's going to do one up high and one down okay, low. Okay, okay. Uh, wording flare. Okay. Uh, it is so, so good you said that, because the word flare happened as the 20 showed up on my dice. <gasps> oh! So we'll see how the second one does. An 18. So that's a twi- 26. <laughs> that doesn't hit. No, it's a 26 total. Oh. Yeah, but yeah. it's not a crit. You, so. No, you avoided the crit. That paid for itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. In every way. Uh, seven slashing damage. That's yeah, not so bad. And on Arvid, that's a hit. I rolled real good on all those. Uh, you take 11 half to five. Um, Sanctuary fa- uh, fades because I attacked, so you can you can concentrate on something else now. Okay. Yeah, it, it was a very valuable spell for a couple rounds. I am very glad it went so well. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. this, that was literally my decision of whether I'm going to keep Sanctuary on my fucking list if it keeps going. The, the best shit. part was when you were like, what should I do? I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't know if you have Sanctuary, but that'd be super great. And yeah. then you were like, I cast Sanctuary. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, one, one of the better uses of Sanctuary I've seen mechanically in a while. Uh, very rewarding. And at the end of the beast's turn, um, a toppling of stone happens to its side. I'm going to have Arvid roll me a dexterity saving throw. Do I still get advantage? I do, right? Oh, you do. Yeah. You're, you're a barbaroon. Barbaroon. Do I get the bless? A barbaroon. You do. You're the barbaroon. <laughs> the Drew Barb. The horny. Barbaroon. Barbaroon. Oh, no. Oh, no. That has to stay in now. Oh, that went so deep. <laughs> so many cuts. <laughs> so many cuts. Actually, he could be a barber ram, too. Oh. Oh. Too much. No. <laughs> uh, and you ruined it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 17. Hey, you make it. Um, as the big area of stone that the Sverf Neblin were hiding behind that this thing had been kind of wailing on in its frustration begins to topple and crumble as this mini avalanche tumbles onto the Umber Hulk, um, dealing it a good chunk of damage. And you see these triumphant three Sverf and Eblin, like two of them standing on one's shoulder and the other one with the chisel. And they're like, ha ha! Um, having been chipping away for the last two rounds to cause this. I am so proud cave-in. of them. They know how to cut rock like pros. Um, and this Umber Hulk looks really messed up. They are both very, very hurt at this Haruth, juncture. Haruthax will sigh and be like, and no one saw it because Reginald's not here. Uh, Artyom. All right, so that one's uh, completely janked or just damaged? They are both equally quite janked. Okay, if their if their Jankum is is that complete, then I think I might want to kind of try again with the scorching rays. No reason not to. But like because now literally this entire place has become just this echo chamber of light and sound. The light just seems to come from literally everywhere and just launches out in a pillar from the middle of the air. As I totally spank one of them boys. Okay, uh, which, which one do you want to go in order? I'm gonna focus on on the first boy. Okay. Uh, the, on Morty, on Morty's lad. Yeah. That is definitely a hit, uh, like 20-something. Yes, um, So that's that guy. I have to roll the attacks first, and then I roll the damages, right? However it works for you. Okay, okay. so I'm going to do the damage on that guy first. Sure. 
Uh, 12. Whoa. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Maximum I mean, damage. He said there was a lot of light in town. Yeah, there's, so they, there's like this ricochet of this beam of light like shooting through crystals in all ca- like facets of this thing and it slams into the side of this thing and it doesn't just impact it, it blows out the other side. <laughs> awesome. As he drops Morty to the ground and just like not even like a limp he just falls over, just hitting it like a wet sack of potatoes. Morty's umber hook. And then the second one's coming on that boy. Uh, definitely a miss. That was a two. <laughs> and then the last one is a... Um, well, not, about 15. Not a go. Unfortunate. But you blew the shit out of one of them, and it is dead as shit. I just can't stop blowing these umber holes. <laughs> oh. Everyone's just blowing them. We're so subtle. Our team should have been called the mortal boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, and that makes I it. That a C plus. <laughs> That's about all it deserves. <laughs> that brings us to Chris. What does charge do again? Can I make a charging claw attack? Do you want to run up and headbutt it? Because that'd be amazing. I want to like <laughs> no, but I could try like running up and trying like pierce through it with yeah, the claw. I want to see that. Um, so go ahead and move your mini to the Umber Hulk, and then make me your attack. <sighs> Please don't suck. Uh, that should yeah. be good. Yeah, that's 19 total. That hits exactly. I mean, actually, by plus one. What? So go ahead and roll your damage. That is 1d6 plus four. Ooh. Woo. That is four plus four. That's eight. That? Yeah. So there's a moment when all of the lights of these crystals have been just reflective and gleaming this entire time. And for a split second, right before Chris gets to this fallen Umber Hulk covered in stone, all of the crystals go immensely dark. Everything in the chamber is pitch black for a split second. And all of the light of them focus for a moment on Christ's hand as this crystal blade just carves the head off of this Umber Hulk and light immediately returns throughout the chamber, reflected off the crystals. And the Swerf Neblin cheer as they see the two fallen Umber Hulks. Like, oh! Thanks, um, guys. And as they carved away at this stone, there's a, a chunk of this, like, shiny residuum that's kind of sticking out of it. And Dweop grabs it and gives it a snap and... Holds it out to Harathax, who's right next to him, and says, Dweelop! I will take it. And then they gesture, and they're like looking around like they're scared that maybe something else will come, so they gesture for you to follow them quickly. And they take off down the northern corridor, and after about 15, 20 minutes of very, like, you guys are running, um, just to be clear, because they know you guys are in a timer, and they're terrified. Um, you make it through a winding series of, like, cavernous switchbacks. You can, you can tell that the elevation is increasing the, far, the further you run. And you start to get a smell of like salt and, and air from the surface. Um, and you make it to this large round circular stone door. Um, one half of it is faded with painted black and the other half is faded with a painted white. Um, and there's just a tiny bit of like water dripping through it. And on the other side, as you guys approach, there's a moment of silence as you kind of investigate it and they all point to it eagerly. Um, there's this... from the other side of the door and it seems like mechanically it could be forced open with something metal they, one of them offers his big chisel <laughs> I guess they want us to help Jimble is the is the door above us like a yeah it's like a, a sewer grate would be from okay. the inside that it's like affixed to the ceiling sort of and there's water dripping through it just like a, a tiny drip drop okay so not like if we open it the entirety of the saltwater ocean is going to come cascading down upon us probably not there's not a lot of moisture in the cavity so. okay that's yeah, good that's to know because that was, sentence. That was <laughs> that was the best sentence you've ever said. <laughs> um, so they will offer, and and Jimbo eagerly starts forcing his his 
little chisel into the crack and they all three start pushing at it, like looking to Arvid. For, I'm going to, yeah. I'm oh, just, are you still Goat I'm Boy? I'm still Goat Boy, but I think if I like just hit it with my dang head. Oh, or, I'm like, still like, on top on of you, by yeah. the way. Nice. <laughs> give, it a, give it a big old donkey kick. Yeah. Cool. So they all back away as the goat rears up and with a massive kick from your heavy stonish hooves, um, there's a crack and the doors, once the seal is broken, they slide open um, facing upward. And this shape immediately drops down into the cavern with a little bit of water that follows in like a crab just like topples down. (laughs) Um, um, And this metal shape impacts with the stone and uh, this metal box just lands there and then it writes itself up and four little metal wings sprout out of the top and a curved metal eye opens in the front and he says oh thank goodness i've been searching for days and you look down at your wrists and slowly the red star fades into a bright white i don't believe it storm it's the mortal dawn like Camarian miners emerging from the depths their Quadron Monitor has tracked them down. Such commitment and dedication from a simple Modron worker. He's found them even before our top teams could get the trail. They're back, folks. The Mortal Dawn are back. <laughs> Those kids look like they got drunk through the... Um, I mean, they look like they got a bad case of... Uh, I mean, they, well, they look like they just climbed out of a giant worm's ass, okay? I mean, they look like they need a shower, a clean suit of armor, and a few years of therapy. They're way off the grid, folks, but they are alive. Stay tuned as we find out where they've been, what they've seen, and how they survived the trials of their near digestion. All this and more on the League of Ultimate Questing. That was damn slick, man. It was so fucking good. Uh, uh, days? Really? Huh? Days, yeah. You said days, days plural. plural. Yeah, I know. Days. I it looks like Alante's reading this out. Yeah, I know. So, okay. Um, let's just go around and, you know, say a few things. Artyom? Um, excuse me. I, I'm Zach. Zach. I'm Zach Barkas. I play Artyom, the cleric of the sun god Bren, because apparently there's been some confusion on that point. Um, I'm also the producer and the editor. Oh, uh, I'm, my name's Michael Loving. I play Haruthax, the dragonborn warlock of the firstborn, a custom patron created by Law. Uh, I am Law. I'm the dungeon master, creative director of Slapdash Studios, and uh, I had a good time today. <laughs> I'm Samantha Frost. I uh, play Arvid, big horny goat boy, uh, and it's been a pleasure, my friends. And of course, uh, my name is Alante Barricat, and I play Chris, the sorcerer. And uh, I wanted to thank you all for joining us at the League of Ultimate Questing. Uh, as you may or may not know, new episodes go live every Monday. And there's a lot of cool bonus stuff every Friday. You can listen to us at www.theluq.com or wherever podcasts are available. Uh, if you have any questions for the show or are interested in advertising opportunities, uh, have fake ads, uh, please be sure to email admin at slap-studios.com. Uh, please follow us on social media like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at Slap the Dash. Uh, and if you enjoy our podcast, please share it with your friends. Uh, we can all keep growing and questing together. Uh, and buy the t-shirt because it's really cool and pretty. <laughs> uh, and until next time, we wish you L-U-Q. Weird take, but I like it. Uh, <laughs> I, li- I like I the, ener- the energy was priceless. I was, so. I was trying to do something. <laughs>